Squirrel is very powerful in terms of almost every property in every component can be connected to a formula. So the UI, the user interface is now fully dynamic based on you know user conditions. So we were able to really do almost everything we want to do with the UI. And another advantage is that when we work with our stakeholders and we got a lot of feedback, we were able to quickly implement new ideas and requirements because of the ease of use and the time to solution using Squirrel. Squirrel is very easy to implement or change things, you know, and deploy that to production. It was very simple. Welcome to Limitless BI. This is the show where we interview real-world, innovative business leaders who are seeing beyond the data to produce tangible results in their organizations using business intelligence. With your host, founder and CEO of Infosol, Paul Grill. Well, welcome to our next edition in the series Limitless Business Intelligence. This is the program where we talk to people who know a lot or maybe not so much about business intelligence, but always share their fantastic views and thoughts with us with regards to where they see business intelligence moving. And today I have with me very special guest, Ziv Barzili, and uh, he is the Director of Product and Engineering at Salesforce. And um, welcome back also to uh, great guest, Donald McCormick, the uh, Chief Strategy Officer at Squirrel365. So welcome, Donald. Welcome, Ziv. Uh, good to be here again. Yeah, same here. So Ziv, Ziv, I wanted to start with you and tell us a little bit about um, what you do there at Salesforce and a little bit about your background and how you got there. So I live in, uh, in Israel and been working at Salesforce for the past uh, two years in an innovation team that's called QBranch. This team basically provides business application for various t- uh, groups within the company, solution engineers, account executives, and others. It's the cutting-edge uh, technology that we use, and uh, we are really I'm happy we get to innovate uh, and make an impact within the company. Before that, I used to, have, used to work in various roles within product marketing, where there was Click Software because, before it was acquired by Salesforce, and before that, used to work in uh, Strauss, part of uh, appliances. So it's more of a B2C kind of business. And before that, I had a long career in capital equipment semiconductor. I got to spend 10 years relocation in the U.S. It was very fun. It was a lot of uh, great adventures. And finished my electrical engineering degree at uh, Arizona State University. Oh, wow. ASU. <laughs> That's where I live. Yeah, it's amazing place. <laughs> Yes, the party school of the USA, as it's known. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> wow, well, that's fascinating. And, and tell us a little bit about, you know, is the current project you're working on there at Salesforce and how, you know, you looked for, you know, solutions and particularly, you know, the business intelligence world and so forth and, and what, you, what you're actually doing there today. So currently I'm leading a team of development uh, that we focus on developing the next generation of a value framework, as we call it. It's much more than a simple RI calculators that everyone is using, Excel or other simple tools. We actually were able to create, using InfoSol and Squirrel, uh, to create a, a true self-service tool for our account executives. As you know, account executives, the sales team, are pressed for time, 
they don't have much attention span. They really need their self-service tool to work as simple and robust as possible. And, and this is what we strive to. That's fascinating, of course, because knowing many salespeople, I know that they are probably the worst people in the world for sitting down and using an application or even, you know, using technology in, in general. So when you said, you know, create something, you know, simple, I mean, have you actually managed to cross that magic bridge and get that user adoption amongst your sales force? Yes, it wasn't easy at the beginning. We went through different design approaches. And finally, you know, we were able to balance between how do we capture as much as, as possible use cases and still provide a more intuitive UI that the account executive can actually use themselves. And we were actually very successful because we have about 3,000 account executives using the tool right now. We just rolled it out a year ago and we were able to touch more than a quarter of a billion dollars annual contract value. And I think that's impressive for just the first 12 months of rolling out the solution. Wow. <laughs> 3,000 salespeople using the app and a quarter of a billion dollars in ACV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those are amazing numbers. And sort of and along the way, I mean, getting, as Paul said, I mean, sort of I've been in many companies where, I mean, sales guys are even reluctant to use the the sales automation tool that they've got, Salesforce, for example, and it's not because they're bad tools. It's just, as you say, they're busy and sort of focusing on the sale and it feels like overhead. Are there any particular things that you've done? I know simplifying the interface, making it self-service is really natural, makes sense, but are there any other tips you would have for people about how to engage salespeople? Because if you engage salespeople, you can engage anyone, so it's a good tip for, for sort of systems in general. Yeah, I think that our salespeople actually took the time to learn investing the tool and, and using it because they see value in the tool. And one of the things we did is we saved their, a lot of prep time, a lot of overhead time. So for example, if a, an account executive, a salesperson is preparing for a meeting, he needs to really look for different uh, assets, assets we call documents, proof points, success metrics, all of the relevant information in order to really reinforce the message or reinforce the ROI calculation that they present to a customer. What we've done, we created a single one-stop shop that brings all their information, filter it based on the customer value driver selection or initial discovery steps. We really filter down in providing the exact information that the account executive needs in a single value framework. So they don't need to go outside pick and choose, mix and match, and, and try to get you know, familiar with all of the company sources of information. Or, and, and by that, we created a single truth of, of a source of truth that they can quickly get the right information they need to the, tailor to their customer or their opportunity. So that's really interesting from the standpoint of, okay, I'm a salesperson, and I now have this application that's going to help me right, to justify the cost of what I'm going to sell to my customer. So I have this return on investment type calculator. And I can just sit there then with my customer, ask them a few questions, plug it into my application, and voila, I can show them, okay, this is how much money you're going to save in one year, in three years, in five years, in seven years. I mean, am I making it too simple? Or is that exactly what it is? Uh, essentially, this is the flow that we took, but uh, 
it has much more into it because um, when you sit down with your prospect or a champion, when a salesperson is engaging his uh, champion, he needs to build trust, trust that and confidence that we can deliver 5 or 10% improvement on selected value drivers. And I think this is what we did. Uh, we invested a lot of trying to bring all of the company expertise, proof points, success metrics, you know, customer stories, analyst reports, you name it. All of the sales asset is now available and filtered down to what the customer needs to hear. And then by that, we are delivering a much more convincing story and success metrics that the customer can actually take into the decision-making process and present a much more solid business case, which help drive decision much faster. So if you compete with two other vendors, they come with a simple Excel file, we come with this very impressive and detailed business application, and we put it in the hand of the prospect and the customer. So the customer can actually use what we create and simulate different different success uh, metrics or different use cases, and then convince the stakeholders internally and get the budget much better than any other internal stakeholders that come up with a simple Excel file. So everyone can put numbers in an Excel file, but when we justify the number, it makes the whole different. difference. So that also obviously has a lot to do with what you know, Donald asked about earlier in terms of the user interface and making it simple and easy. Um, you know, what kind of um, uh, visualizations um, have you utilized in order to make that happen? So we actually used almost all of, in- of Squirrel um, out-of-the-box uh, components. We were able to tailor them to our design language. We barely saw any limitation of those components. And we improvised here and there, but essentially we got the right result and outcome that we worked with designers and UX. And uh, I think the feedback that we got was outstanding. Everyone loved the new design. They loved it. It was very intuitive. The account executives were using it by themselves. And, uh, you know, we were able to focus on those complex deals and while the account executives, the salesperson, were able to push by themselves on the mid-size or small business deals. What was the magic source, though? Was it, you know, obviously, was was it bouncing graphs? Was it sliders? Was it, what was it that really got them excited and really makes this user interface, you know, get 3,000 salespeople to use it? So we started with the approach of start simple. And then if, if you have special uh, requirements, because you, have, you are using a complex use case, we are enabling more capabilities in the UI. And the flexibility that Squirrel provided us was such a, the advantages of that, that we were able to use a lot of conditional UI. So based on previous selection, we were able to show high different components later on. So we, we always provide the simplest approach and then enabled more and more uh, features as they were re- required for certain business cases. So that was... Yeah, having seen the system, I, that's what struck me is that so I can only imagine that like you try to encompass everything you've done with that system. I wish people listening to this could see it. In fact, they can if they come to the Squirrel website. You did a great demonstration for us. But you can imagine taking all that functionality and putting it into an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, that it's not really possible. But if you could stretch and imagine that, it would be entirely unusable because it covers so many bases, particularly now as you've gone to a situation where you're covering multiple clouds. But the great thing is you've got an opening screen that says, right, how are you going to use this? 
And from the selections they take, I mean, entire screens disappear, bits of screens disappear. So, so from then on, it's sort of a tailored interface that helps them do what they need to do. And it's sort of it's sort of an embodiment of something I've been saying about BI for years, which is that BI should be about getting people should be able to get in, get what they need to get out and get on with their real job as quickly as possible. So these guys, their real job is to help the customer make a purchase, which is good for both you and them. And, the, and yes, they spend a lot of time in the tool, they build a relationship with the customer, but it's not being in the tool that matters. It's getting the numbers that help reassure the customer that matters. And this streamlined interface, and as you say, it's one of the, the flexibilities of, of Squirrel is, as it allows you to do that. Yes, I think Squirrel is very powerful in terms of almost every property in every component can be connected to a formula. So the UI, the user interface is now fully dynamic based on, you know, user conditions. So we were able to really do almost everything we want to do with the UI. And another advantage is that when we work with our stakeholders and we got a lot of feedback, we were able to quickly implement new ideas and requirements because of the ease of use and the time to solution using Squirrel. Squirrel is very easy to implement or change things, you know, and deploy that to production. It was very simple. And again, this sort of this this the people who are listening to this won't necessarily know Squirrel, but the whole idea of Squirrel is that you can you use spreadsheet logic first of all to represent a spreadsheet. And as you say, you've got bits and pieces in there which are genuine ROI calculations, which you're moving a slider and changing that ROI calculation, which is at the heart of things. But then you can also use the same skills, the same spreadsheet logic to say, well, when they select this, take away those four options. Or when I select this, make the range on this slider bigger. And it just becomes a natural thing to do. And and all of that, and I think from your perspective, that the whole idea of doing this in an environment which is, I mean, yes, you could do all of this with a, a development team and, and sort of Angular or React or whatever, but that's a different style of project. This is a project that, as you say, is, is agile, taking feedback, and sort of even in one, I mean, it probably have taken you as long as you've had to just create one version if it was a big development project, but you've gone through many of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and myself, I'm not, a, I don't have a background of developer, but I was able to develop myself a complex, it seems to be a complex business application which is, doesn't require any development skills. And the fact that the, the Squirrel front-end and back-end are seamlessly connected to each other in very intuitive way, it's very easy to add a component and connect it to a logic in the back-end. You don't need to have any background in development or coding to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's also a really interesting part of, of what's you know your choice here. I mean, you know, Donald mentioned, yes, you could have done this as a custom application, but instead you chose to use a low-code, no-code tool that, you know, is more inclined to, you know, be used by a general user. That must have saved you some time, but also because you're saying of the flexibility, it must have saved a lot of cost and resources as well. Is that right? Yes, actually, people that saw the business application we created said, okay, you probably use 20 developers to deliver that and you have, probably have a big QA team. And, and once they heard it's only myself and another developer, they were astonished. They were so surprised and they couldn't believe that. I mean, it really looked like there is an entire team of development behind it that delivered such a high level of business application, which is really um, magic here. So the flexibility, the speed of time to solution really allow us to deliver something in just two people. So it's, it's all amazing. But at the other end of things, I'm intrigued because 
looking at if you saw a demonstration of the tool in many screens people say well that's a dashboard because almost every application has to have a dashboard because you've got information in there which you need to display but as you've described it it's more of an application which sort of contains sort of bi sort of capabilities i'd be interested what do i know what you call it but what do how would people in salesforce refer to it do they talk about it as a dashboard or an application or just a value calculator how is it referenced in the wider organization so it's actually it has no resemble or it doesn't look like a bi or a dashboard People look at it as an application, as a full-blown application end-to-end. We started uh, this project by looking at the off-the-shelf uh, BIs. We look at SAP, Microsoft, and others. And I was not able to get to 10% of the customization that we can do with Squirrel. I mean, the fact that in any other BI, you have to use a structure table with a repeatable uh, structure between each of the records, and there is so much you can do with the UI the out-of-the-box doesn't give you much uh, customization. And I think Squirrel provided a very big, wide range of uh, components, customization, and every new release, you're adding more and more features. So any feature that you, you release, uh, we, are, we immediately use, and I think that we got to a level that it actually looked like a, a business application, not as a BI. So to the folks at Salesforce, it's an application. And so let's talk a little bit more about that, you know, because as an application, you know, it's not just viewing information, but you're actually writing back information as well, right? Yeah, using um, Infoburst. Infoburst is a very powerful connector between Squirrel and our Postgres database. You can really create um, a simple connection between Squirrel dashboard and the database behind it. So we can read, write, and manipulate data very easily now. So, for example, I can create, I can add a component, connect it to a logic in the backend, and quickly link it to a query in Infoburst and connection directly to existing table or new table in our database. This flow is very easy to create, and um, and we've done so many times, and um, it's very efficient, very productive. So what kind of information are you writing back? We store all the business cases that we create. So each user creates a business case, and there are a lot of um, text and uh, and mainly uh, business case uh, numbers. So there's a lot of percentage numbers, uh, dollar values. So the user can then load the business case back to the Squirrel dashboard, present to a customer, edit, and click save. And automatically, in, in seconds, we now save multiple tables, store information back to our database. So that that means that sort of not only so you've got a front end with the salesperson is doing the job more efficiently and they are connecting better with customers and helping customers create a business case for the software, which is all good. But at the same time, you are collecting information on the sort of business cases people are putting together, which so do you take that information out and sort of analyze it and sort of understand the way because that must give you great insight into the way that people are approaching your system, the sort of things that they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Never before we stored all the company business cases in a single repository. And now it's very powerful because we can generate a lot of insights and feed back into new business cases. So now the user can create new business cases with the minimum input data from the customer because we auto-populate information from a repository back into new business case. So now the, the time and effort to create a new business case reduces it dramatically. So by getting five input data, they can create a whole new business case. 
And also, it must mean that when, I mean, because your salespeople are sitting down with a customer, you can look at the value drivers they're choosing. So you can un, you can watch over time what it, the sort of things that the market is asking of your products, which must, again, be good feedback into the product, the core product development process. Yeah, absolutely. Each business case produces hundreds of data points, which we can't get elsewhere outside from any third-party company. And now we generate our own benchmark, which we can use product management, product marketing, roadmap, and other teams within the company can use that. Yeah, that's remarkable. So, I mean, Salesforce is a software company, you know, and they have tons and tons of different, you know, software and uh, capabilities and, and so forth. So, you know, when you look at a tool like, you know, the Infobus Squirrel solution that you've implemented there, where do you see that fit, you know, in terms of future direction? I mean, you know, is there anything else that, you know, that you feel, you know, what is that special space that it fills that all these other tools that Salesforce own doesn't? So I think the, the advantage of creating a very robust user interface, providing extraordinary user experience to our users, really set another level of business application within the company. So instead of coding and spending a lot of uh, developer time and effort to create business application, we can create business application much faster, time to solution uh, decrease significantly, and we don't need that many developers. So I see in the future that more and more application will start uh, leveraging InfoSol and InfoBurst in order to get more apps to our stakeholders and you know it's it's highly productive, efficient, and save us a lot of uh, overhead internally. Yeah, I can see why you're a director innovation group there because <laughs> what, what you've done, Ziv, is absolutely remarkable. I mean, you have you know created an application for over three thousand salespeople, generating a quarter of a billion you know, an additional ACV, you know, and on top of all that, you've done it with absolutely minimal resources in a minimal amount of time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Salesforce Innovation Group is thriving with items like this. So just to sum things up, I mean, Donald, do you have any final questions or comments? No, I, my only comment, my final comment, because I, I, I've seen the system before, I love it. I, it, it what, what you're doing with the, the product, Ziv, is, is truly remarkable. But the thing I love about it is you guys operate in Q Branch, which is obviously a nod to, to James Bond. Yeah. And I can imagine John Cleese as Q sort of demonstrating a system like this. It's that sort of be careful with it. Yes, you don't know what's going to Don't push that button. It's going to. So, yes, but it's um, no, the innovation is remarkable and sort of. Um, and so, yeah, just I just every time we, we talk and every time I hear more of the stats and see what you've done, it's, it's a great we learn stuff about our product watching you um, do things with it. So it's a great it's a great win win for everybody. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excellent. OK, well, thank you both Ziv and Donald. This has been a, a really, really excellent session. And uh, thank you both again for your time. No problem. Great to speak. Thanks very much. Same here. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Limitless BI. To read the full show notes, including any links mentioned during this conversation, head on over to LimitlessBI.com. There you'll find all the different ways to subscribe to the show and resources that will help you and your business become more limitless. Tune in next episode for another conversation with a business leader who is using business intelligence to innovate in their company.